Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I want to collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hey everyone, happy Friday. It's Fat Mascara. Hi, I'm Jen. I'm Jess. Listen, we've got a great interview today. We are talking to Terry from the Harlem Candle Co. I interviewed Terry when I was at Harper's Bazaar years ago, and I remember being in my little cube and just being entranced by her. A, what a voice. What a voice. (laughs) And B, what a career. Yes. Is polygot the word? I was trying to think of this when I was talking Poly to her. I was like, polymath. Polymath. She's such a renaissance woman, like a broad. Polygot. <laughs> Polygot's when you speak a bunch of languages. I'm glad I didn't say it out loud. I like the word polygot, but yeah, she's a polymath. Yeah. 
Her career started in being a travel journalist and TV and then moved into the fragrance and beauty world. So Terry Johnson is here in the virtual studio. To be fair, you have you leave the virtual studio for this interview, but yeah. you're here right now. So yes. And you have met her, so you know how fab she and is. And the candles smell gorgeous. Oh, they're so good. Anyway, she's the founder of the Harlem Candle Company, which is a lot more than candles these days and is expanding into more categories. Travel and lifestyle expert. She was the host of her own show on the Travel Channel for years. She was also the producer and star in numerous promotional videos for tourism boards around the world, companies like Toyota, Samsung Galaxy, Choice International Hotels. And yeah, I met her through the industry. Jess knows her. And I just wanted to, I was curious about her personal story. Cause I was like, she's one of those people you talk to and you're like, wait, you've done what? Mm-hmm. And you've been where? Everything is like, wow. You're like, you remember the, the te- was it tequila? The most interesting person yeah, in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Like Terry feels like a version of that. She's in the, the most interesting world. woman in the world. I don't know, a little bit. So everybody settle in. We're going to get to know Terry Take a little trip back in time to experience the Harlem Renaissance and, you know, what that might have smelled like. Terry, welcome to Fat Mascara. Hi. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. I love you and Jessica. I'm excited to have you. (laughs) It's been a minute before we got together. I think the last time I saw you was in the fall and... Then I went crazy this Christmas and bought a bunch of your candles to gift to people when I was at CEO Bigelow. And I was like, wait, (laughs) why haven't I had Terry on the podcast? So here you are. Yay. I love CEO Bigelow. What a great store. It's so fun. You have a, you had nice placement, by the way. It was right up front. And I was like, well, this is what we're going to do. Everybody's going to love these. (laughs) So Listen, I know you run the Harlem Candle Company. I've seen you in travel shows showing people upstate New York in the Finger Lakes, but you're <laughs> but you're not a New Yorker, right? I'm from Houston, Texas. I know. You had us fooled, especially yeah. with those videos. <laughs> so you grew up in Houston. Tell me everything. Yeah. So I grew up in Houston. I went to college in Florida, Florida NM in Tallahassee, Florida. And prior to moving to New York, I lived in Paris and Italy in Florence where I studied and ended up doing internships. You're like a world traveler. So tell us, take us back to Houston. Who were you in high school? I thought I knew it all. I really did. And I knew nothing. <laughs> but I was a, an athlete, a track star. I played basketball. I played softball. I loved sports. Wait, not just running track. You were a star? Yeah. I started so young. So I was competing, like not only in for school, but also on a separate like summer track team where we would travel around the state and compete. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're the <laughs> athlete. Was fragrance and beauty part of your world? Were you into that stuff when you were younger? Absolutely. But not to the degree that, of course, I am now. I actually used to experiment and make perfume in my bathroom. I loved chemistry. That was one of my favorite okay. subjects. So chemistry and biology. And I, at a certain point, turned the bathroom that I shared with my sister into my lab. And so one of the things I would get for Christmas is like, whatever I loved, whatever I was into, my parents were just like, okay. So I had a microscope. I had little Petri dishes. I had all sorts of stuff. And I loved to create things. I loved to explore things. I loved to dissect things, take things apart to understand what they were. But yeah, I turned my bathroom into a lab and I just did whatever I wanted. Oh my gosh. So did you actually get a wearable perfume out of all these experiments when you were little? Yeah, but it lasted like two days and then it started to rot. (laughs) 
Oh, we didn't have a fixative. We didn't have preservatives. (laughs) None of that. And then I would get my friends to tell me if they liked it at school. And they, none of them could believe that I actually made it, but I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea. I was just finding things around the house, in the yard, in the garden that I thought smelled good and just putting things together. I mean, in some cases, it'd be like things from the potpourri dish. (laughs) It'd be whatever. Yes. If you were to go back and tell little Terry, look at me now, do you think she'd be surprised that this is what you're doing? Absolutely not. No. I I knew I was going to do something different. But you had to figure out what you're going to major in in college. You had to just say, okay, fine, I'll study business. But I knew I was like, I'm doing something different. Okay, so I just you, need you to, did study business, I guess. Yeah, I have a, I have an MBA, actually. <laughs> oh, but wow. I just needed to get to New York. I needed to be in a city like New York or Paris. That's what I needed. How long did you live in Paris? For a year, yeah. I studied French and French civilization at the Sorbonne for a summer and then ended up doing my graduate internship there. Okay. So, I mean, this must have instilled your love of travel because I know before you founded your company, you were like a travel host and a writer, right? I was. Yeah. How'd you get into that? Well, I loved travel. And because when I was in high school, I studied abroad. I lived in Spain with a family and came back and I was able to speak Spanish pretty fluently. And I just really loved culture. I loved language. I loved everything that came with it. And when I came back, seeing all the other kids at school and my family realizing how much I had grown and how much I had matured and learned, it was like, hmm, I don't ever want to stop. I want to keep going. I want to learn as much as I possibly can because I came back feeling so enriched and inspired and aware. So you've you've been to Spain, Paris, then this is part of your job. What are some of your favorite places that you've traveled to? You know what? I actually just came back from Peru. That was my, no, actually, I came just came back from Grenada two days ago. That was my 71st country. Terry, stop. 71 countries? Yes. Well, it's because I lived in Europe. And when you live in Europe, it's so easy to travel to so many different places in Europe, in Africa. I mean, you're right there. It's so easy. And then when I was working as a travel host, I had my own show called Travelista TV and then Travelista Terry. And I traveled throughout Asia. Yeah, I've just 71 countries. Do you still do anything with that? I mean, you're running a company now, of course. Do you have time to like, <laughs> let me just make a travel video for everyone. I do. I travel, but I don't have to talk about it anymore. I don't have to write about it anymore. Yeah. Two days ago, I received a uh, a royalty check. and From Travelistas? Yeah. Guess how much? Oh, I don't want to insult you. I don't know. I've heard of crazy things like people getting 13 cents for a commercial. They okay, okay. When they it wasn't that child. bad. It wasn't that bad. $4.35. <laughs> Right. (laughs) Starbucks. You're still getting royalties. I love this. Yeah, that was for a quarter. (laughs) So. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. How long did you do the travel thing? I was doing that for about 10 years. I looked like I was successful. A lot of people were like, wow, you had a series on the Travel Channel. You were doing this with BET and TV One. I looked like I was successful. I was so broke. Oh. I didn't have any money. And. Part of the reason why I started making candles, honestly, the reason why I started making candles is because I didn't have money to buy Christmas presents. And I was like, I'm going to make them. (laughs) Okay. So this was like, not a hobby even. It was just like, well, I have to reciprocate with the gifts. (laughs) I I just, but I love, I love giving gifts. And when you don't have money, it's like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, hmm. You know, when you were a kid, you used to make things for your parents. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to make my dad this. I'm going to make my mom that. And I figured 
I can make some candles. And I'd also met a chemist who had made perfume or fragrance oils for different candle brands. And so he had given me some of these candle fragrances and I bought a wax, a candle making kit and the wax and some glass jars on the internet. And I just had fun in my kitchen. At this point, were you living in New York City? Oh yeah, this was in 2014. Okay. Were you living in Harlem? Oh yeah, yeah. I was here. Yeah, absolutely. I've been here for like 20 years. I, I Okay, I know. I had, you had the Southern upbringing, so we had to get through that. But like, <laughs> I've seen a lot of fragrance companies based on a place. And I feel like what's unique about your company is it's sort of based on both a place and a time. So can you tell me what sparked this interest in the Harlem Renaissance? And I mean, I'm, I'm guessing here from, I know your company background, that that is the time that kind of inspires you. Am I right about that? Absolutely. Well, what's interesting though, and I only think I really understood this about a year ago, my life in Paris. Yeah, There are so many people from the Harlem Renaissance time period who ended up going to France and spending time in France. Josephine Baker Avenue. I mean, there's so many symbols of Harlem and the Harlem Renaissance and these celebrated icons that we might not even really know that much about here in America, but over in France, they're famous. Mm-hmm. They are revered. James Baldwin, all these people. James Baldwin lived the last 17 years of his life in St. Paul de Vence. Josephine Baker has the highest military honors in France. She worked as a spy for the French resistance. She is an icon there. She was the face of all of these different products because she was so famous. And of course, she spent some time in Harlem and spent some time in New York, but France is where she fell in love and wanted to make it her home because she didn't have to face the segregation and all the discrimination Mm -hmm. that she had to face here in the 1920s and 30s. So it really, I think the seed was planted. Yeah, in France. Did you see, did you go to her, I think her villa's there still or something? Yeah, but that's not in Paris. But no, I've not been to her Chateau Millard. I haven't been to her Chateau or where it was. But there's a very long avenue. I forget in which arrondissement, but yeah, there's but there's symbols. I mean, even when you go into museums and you go into art stores and you, you know, she's very celebrated there. Almost like, you know, how we have Marilyn Monroe here and you could see her everywhere. Josephine Baker. Yeah. Over there. So it kind of got into your blood, huh? That's where the seed was planted. And I think that's where my excitement and the idea for doing a brand inspired by Harlem and the Harlem Renaissance, because I think sometimes if you might be from a place and you live here, you don't realize how special it is outside Mm. of America. You don't realize how special it is in other places and the impact that these people and this time period has had on music and jazz around the world. But because I lived in Paris and I got to see it, I got it. And then you got to go live there and move there. And you're in Harlem, maybe still working as as a travel host. When you first made those candles, though, they weren't Were they inspired by this Harlem vibe? My first batch of candles I called La Maison de Bougie de Terry, Terry's House of Candles. (laughs) We got a little Francophilian in there, at least. And and they were so ugly. I mean, they just looked like, I mean, I printed the labels on my little printer. It was cute, but it was personal. My parents still have them. They still have these candles. They were like, oh, this is so nice. But they loved the fragrances because they weren't just some fragrances that you would find anywhere. My friend who's a chemist made them up for just for me. 
He's like, what do you want? And I was like, well, and I just gave him my ideas. And he didn't even write the formulas down. He just mixed some stuff and gave it to me. And then I was like, hey, I want more. People love it and they want more. <laughs> he was like, oh. <laughs> was that the start of it? Like right then? Yeah. Well, then after I was encouraged by my friends and family, because they knew I was broke. They were like, well, you need to figure something else, something out because this travel thing isn't working. <laughs> Even though it looked good, optics, fantastic. Yeah. But reality, I wasn't really making any... And this was before the influencer in the travel space. This was... It predated that. Couldn't get a branded Instagram deal out of that at that no. time. <laughs> no. I mean, I was going on fam trips and press trips with journalists who were paid by their magazines and who were paid by their outlets. I had to figure out how I was going to come back and monetize it with all this content. So I'm recording the content, producing it, editing, a lot of times editing or hiring editors to come up with this series of videos and then selling them to different outlets. And a lot of them are in Europe which is kind of funny. <laughs> but you must be so proud of that. That's like, you're your own little CEO. Like you've, you know what I mean? Before you even started this company, you were your own company for being your personality. Do you look back at those videos fondly or what do you think when you look back? Yeah, I look back and I mean, they're vintage. A lot of them are in SD. They're not even HD. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, oh, vintage. I look back and I just see someone who was trying hard. She was okay, but... She wasn't really meant to do that. She's meant to do what she's doing right now. I love that. Scene. And that was just training. And I had no idea, but that was training. <laughs> so it's probably, did it feel like kismet when, you know, you made these gift candles? Like when was the moment when the spark went like, wait, I should take my love of Harlem and Josephine and the Renaissance and these beautiful things that are celebrated in France and put them in with the candles. How'd that happen? So... And I actually, I don't think I've ever told this story, but I will, I will tell you because I think your audience will really appreciate this. I wanted to create a collection of candles inspired by my favorite destinations. And I was mm -hmm. going to call it Travelista Candles, but I went to trademark the Travelista name in the category for candles and soaps and lotions and such. And there was a company that had the trademark with the intent to use. So they had no products. And then if you click on the name of the company, you could see they it filed all of these trademarks with the intent to use just so they could get a payday. So I was told by my friends who were lawyers, they're like, you're going to have to change the name. You're going to have a problem. So I was like, okay. And most of the time when I was making the candles and enjoying that whole process, I was listening to jazz. And I said, well, well what if I just base it off of the Harlem Renaissance and these cool icons that I adore? And I went and I was like, first, th before anything, I'm going to make sure the name is available. And I was able to trademark Harlem Candle Company. I was like, I guess this is it. <laughs> I feel like that was like a little, little fate in there. A little like Josephine mm -hmm. from the afterworld feeling, nope, that's not going to work out. Yeah. This is going to work out. Exactly. So I sometimes feel like they are my angels. I have them all over. I mean, there's Billy. this is a picture of Billie Holiday behind me. I have a picture of Langston Hughes. I feel like... The energy and the spirit of them is strong. I do. I would love to talk to you about some of these angels of your company and that are your inspiration. Because like I said, I mean, the place idea was good. The Travelistas would have been good, but this gives it even more of a soul, right? Because these are people with fleshed out lives and they went to these places that are still in Harlem. So can we talk a little bit about some of them? You mentioned Josephine Baker and I actually, I have the Josephine is this an eau de parfum? Because you, of mm -hmm. course, make it is. Yes. fragrances now as well, not just candles. What 
did you decide to do? Like, what was the creative direction of, I'm going to put Josephine Baker into a scent? Yeah. So, well, we have a candle. The Harlem Candle Company has a candle that's inspired by Josephine Baker's boudoir, which is sort of powdery and elegant with some rose and some nice tonka bean notes. But we wanted to create a fragrance that was seductive and that really kind of focused on this other personality of Josephine, which could be a little uninhibited and a little wild on stage, you know. Josephine's a banana skirt. She's the banana skirt. Yes. Dancing like that in the 1920s with no top and just bananas around her waist. And it is wild. It is free. Yeah. So we wanted to capture the essence of her. And we wanted when people wear it, especially when women wear it, we want them to feel so bold and so powerful and so sexy and that they can just be everything that they want to be. Uninhibited. It is a sexy scent. <laughs> but sophisticated. It is. Yeah. It's, I'm curious now, which is there one that you, one of your fragrances that you wear that's personal to you? I find myself wearing the Josephine the most. See, I cut in my head, I thought that. And that's why I went with that one yeah. first, because I was like, I feel like this one says a lot about you and your company, but it's gorgeous. Another one I have here, actually, because you were kind enough to send me these, though I have smelled some of them before, is Billy. Billie Holiday, the jazz musician. She's from Philly like me, in case you were wondering. You probably <laughs> knew that. What was the vibe that you were going for with this one? So when you think about Billie Holiday, and if you know her story, and if you've seen the movie, there was a movie that came out a couple years ago, like U.S. versus Billie Holiday. It, she had a tough life. She had a, a really tough life. And so there was something that was sort of hard about her and how she had to show up and how she had to fight. We wanted to capture the other side of her, the side that was softer where she is vulnerable and her heart is open, which is why we wanted to put the gardenia, which she also always wore this beautiful white gardenia in her hair. So we wanted to put the gardenia note in there. We have some nice orange blossom notes at the top and some vetiver and some ylang-ylang. But we wanted to capture the softer side of the Billie Holiday that most people wouldn't know necessarily from her music or from some of the kind of addiction problems and stuff that she had going on. So when you're coming up with a creative brief for like a scent based on someone in some place, did you do like crazy amounts of research into, for example, Billy's life? Absolutely. What's like a story of hers that moved you? Well, I can't say it moved me into creating this fragrance. Yeah. But the song Strange Fruit, I remember listening to that song for years, not actually knowing what it meant. It talks about the lynchings that used to happen but she made it sound so beautiful. And it was, I didn't know. And I forget the original author of that song, but the way that she sang it, but she sang it with so much passion and so much where she even got banned from singing the song and she got arrested for singing that song. Did people at the time know that it was an act of rebellion, that song, that it was telling people a story that they needed to hear? I think once it was very clear. That's when... Yeah, that's when she started to get in all this trouble. But I remember just being much younger listening to that song and not understanding the context around it. I didn't know. That's a beautiful story. And obviously, that's not inspiration for the scent, but it's just inspiration for the strength of the woman behind it, right? Yeah. It's very light and airy and yeah. uh, white floral, if you will. White floral. Yeah, we, we call this our warm, exotic white floral. And okay. it, I mean, it really does... Oh, I love the way it stays on skin. It just has... And then that, that creaminess... That in the dry down, I love it. You mentioned music a lot. Obviously, some of these people have been musicians that we're talking about, but did you play an instrument or sing or anything? Yeah, that's kind of a part of the story, too. I used to play the saxophone. <laughs> 
You played the saxophone? Mm-hmm. I did. Terry. <laughs> I have this like I... vision of this Renaissance woman who speaks French and Spanish, plays the saxophone, could do a little track if you need her to run a mile or something. Like you're an athlete, you're a musician. Were you, is it jazz? Was it jazz saxophone that you were? Yeah, but I I only played for a few years because in school you had to choose. Are you going to be in band or are you going to be an athlete? I know people like putting people in boxes, don't they? I know. I wish I never had to choose. I mean, I kept my saxophone. I I think I eventually sold it right after college because I was like, yeah, I'm not going to play this anymore. I kind of regret it, but I also gave it to a kid who really needed it. So... That's good, but I kind of want to get you a saxophone again. I know, I know. I think my neighbors would love you. <laughs> oh my gosh, if you started practicing. Do you think that it, you could get right back into it? I still have my cello. I don't know if I could. You played the cello? Yes. But again, I was like you. I was an athlete and a musician. And at a certain point in high school, it was like, you got to pick one and that's going to be your thing. So you can look good for the college because you'll do better. You know, it's a whole. Anyway, do you think if someone gave you a saxophone that you could play it right now? I do. I absolutely do. Because music is still in me. It really is. I mean, that's I clear love it from and I miss it. this company that you've started. <laughs> I mean, you have, like, Duke Ellington is, I think you have an Ellington candle or something, We have an right? Ellington candle, yeah. Do you want to hear a story about Ellington? Yes, please. My grandfather, who was very active in civil rights, was being honored posthumously for the work that he had done, yeah, well before, I mean, just back in the 40s, and I guess the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. And he was being honored. And I so I went down to Tallahassee where, you know, he was he was living and he died when I was three. So I never got to really know him. Mm. So I started to learn all these things about him prior to going because I wanted I was like, well, who is my grandfather? What has he done? What did his what did his parents do that made them so cool and to be honored in this way? So I went down a rabbit hole and just started looking up all sorts of stuff from Tallahassee and from Florida during that time period. And I found a picture of my grandfather and Duke Ellington. No one in the family even knew this existed. Stop. Did you get chills when you saw it? Oh, yeah. Well, I I was like, wait, but my grandfather wasn't tagged on this archive website. So I sent it to my mom. I said, please confirm that this is your father. She's like, yeah, oh my gosh. And then she named other people in the picture. Then I emailed the Florida State Archives. I was like, that's my grandfather. (laughs) How did his path, do you think, crossed with Duke's, the civil rights work? I think I just called him at Duke, that like time, first name, as if I had I the right. Excuse <laughs> me, Mr. Ellington. <laughs> Mr. Ellington. I think at that time, if you were a black person and you were well educated, if you were of a, a certain class, whether you were a musician, a professor, a lawyer, an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you kind of knew each other. But also, the Cannonball Adderley is a another famous jazz musician. They were friends of the family of my grandparents, so it could have had something to do with just them being in this world of arts and jazz. And they appreciated the arts a lot. It's not; it wasn't a shock to my mom to see the picture at all. She's like, "Oh yeah, blah 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 blah." They, everyone. Do you remember what year that photo was taken? Did it mention it? It did, but I, I'd have to find it. I don't have. I don't yeah. know right off the no, top. That's fine. I was just thinking because I when I immerse myself in the world of your company. I spray this, like, you know, I get this like 20s and 30s kind of mm-hmm. vibe. Is that the era sort of that? It probably would have been later than that. No, it probably okay, so was more was like after. the... Okay, this wasn't like Cotton Club and the peak of the Cotton Club. No, 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 no. Okay. Uh, probably was in the 40s, I would say. Okay. Or the, yeah, 40s or 50s. Wait, so at that point when you saw the photo, did you already, you already had the company, I imagine. I did. Yeah, I already had a candle. It's so crazy. 
called Ellington, not what what you've seen, but this is when I was still making them in my kitchen. A totally different okay, scent. Okay, okay. Yeah. But yeah, I already had a candle called Ellington. That's crazy, by the <laughs> way. It still gives me a little bit of a chill. I have one more fragrance here I want to talk about before I ask you a little, so many questions, but I have Langston sitting here. And so I want to talk about him. The Langston. Again, again with the first name. Sorry. Yeah, the Langston perfume. This yes. one, inspired by the poet and writer Langston Hughes, and I really wanted to capture the essence of a of a Renaissance man. I wanted this to be very reminiscent of kind of some tobacco and some incense and some orange brandy, and there's also some cinnamon notes, and yeah, some vanilla. Yeah, what do you get when you smell Langston? This is an amazing smell for me. I remember the cigar boxes that we used to like, I don't know, we would make crafts with them. Like my parents didn't smoke, but at school they'd have, and you open up the cigar box and that wood plus the raisiny tobacco smell would still be in there. And that's kind of, I get that vibe from it. Ah, nice. I don't know. Was he a smoker? I, I don't know. Oh yeah. He was a big smoker. I could just picture a typewriter. I have a vision of like, yeah. And he, used to, and he used to do so much of his work really, really late at night. And so also just wanted to put some of the more boozy incense notes in there. Yeah. That's the vibe I get from... So the candle I ended up buying for a bunch of people is the speakeasy candle. I actually have it burning right now in honor of this interview. <laughs> that has like a boozy kind of vibe mm-hmm. too, right? Totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's good. Thank it's you. Really good. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less. They're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, 
They have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey Love's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset, so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area, so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good, whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence. Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Okay, everyone... I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's good. Joanna Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just <laughs> going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. I'm curious. So when you started the company, you took it from, okay, Terry's just making for friends and family to like, I'm going to, you know, put this out in the world. I read this story and I want to know if it's true because I wasn't able to fact check it, that your parents had saved up money for your wedding (laughs) and instead, and you were like, no, no, I want that money so I can start a company. Yeah, but you know, so it was originally published in Inc. Magazine, which that was all factually correct. But then so many other outlets picked it up and kind of twisted. <gasps> Set the record straight. I okay. hate lazy journalism. Let's fix yeah, this. Yeah, so What's I'm like, the story? all you have to do is just ask me. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I was launching in Bloomingdale's and it was a pretty big purchase order. And I was like, ooh, I need some money to buy components and all this stuff. So... At the time, 
I mean, I guess I could have gotten a bank loan or something, but I think I mentioned it to my mom or my sister. Mm-hmm. And she's like, just ask mom and dad. They have money. This They could give you money for your wedding just like they gave it for me. They have it saved. It's just there. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm not getting married anytime soon, so I need that money. Give it now. And that was it. So they basically, because my parents just had, they had money saved. They gave my sister 50000 for her wedding. And so they had 50000 for me. And I was like, come on, give me my money. <laughs> that was very fair of them, first of all. Second of all, are you married? No. <laughs> and I wasn't even planning on it. Okay, okay. This is just like taking on a life of its own. She decided not to get married. I had a boyfriend at the time, but I didn't even like him. <laughs> what if he read the ink story and he was like, well. <laughs> <laughs> getting married anytime soon. <laughs> it sounds very feminist, though, the story and the retelling and then the way it's gotten changed around of like, I reject the marriage. Instead, I will start a company. And like <laughs> But you know, I never really wanted to have a wedding anyway. Okay. Why not? All that planning and all the drama and all the personalities and all of the I've just, I've been in so many and seen so many. And I'm like, oh, I don't not want to do that. I'm, let's just elope and have a party. And everyone come. Yeah. <laughs> No, I get it. I and get just it. dealing with all the family dynamics. My parents are divorced and, oh, everyone, no. And it's not about you. It's always about other people at your own wedding. That's what I've seen with friends. Yeah, that's why I've just not ever really wanted to have a wedding. Or if it, if I do, it's something small and very intimate. Yeah, scented with a white floral, perhaps Billy mm. in the air. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's next for Harlem Candle? I still have more questions about travel and things. You don't think you're going anywhere yet, but I want to know what's next for Harlem Candle. It started candles, then there was perfumes. What's going on now? Well, we recently, and you might be like, Terry, why? I mean, a lot of people are don't get it, but when I launched the Harlem Candle Company, I had no idea I was going to eventually do perfume. I actually thought the next thing I was going to do was design because we were exhibitors at the Architectural Digest Design Show in 2016. And myself with this brilliant interior designer created the most incredible 1930s Harlem parlor room. And I collaborated with a couple of different uh, furniture companies and we just created this space that was so elegant and it just drew you in. I got so into the process of design and being able to create a space that captured the era and the essence of a place and a time and these people that I thought I was going to start doing stuff in the design world. But the perfume was just the natural, it was a natural progression because our customers were demanding. They were like, can you please make this into a perfume? Can I wear the room spray? No. So I, we, (laughs) but we would say, okay, well, maybe you could spray it in your knit hat and then maybe put the hat on your head or spray it on your scarf, but you cannot wear it. So we've been, I mean, probably since 2018, 2017, people have been asking us for perfume. And I guess I never felt like it was something that I could do because when I think of perfume, I think of all these really high-end brands, these legacy brands that have been around for so long, these French houses and the Maison de Dodo. I just never thought that I could do it. But I said, you know, I can just reinvest the money from that I'm making from Harlem Candle, put it into Harlem Perfume, and let's just try it. And it's worked because the Harlem Candle Company is mostly a direct-to-consumer brand. We're in about 140 stores, but we're mostly direct-to-consumer. So I figured, let's just start. We already have these customers asking for it. If they spend a certain amount, they get a free perfume sample, or you can buy the perfume samples. And that's how we started to convert our candle customers into perfume customers. I mean, 
you were listening to the customer. They were telling you, we want this. That's what makes a good business when you actually give people what they ask for, right? Right. <laughs> they didn't ask I mean, us. It, to- it sounds crazy to be like rocket science, but right. like. Yeah, they asked. I'm sure you've seen brands that have not done that. Yeah, but you know, my, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my customers. So I love to listen to them. I love to do Instagram lives and do those things that can, yeah. where we can interact and where, where I can answer their questions. So, Was there a particular candle that you got the most requests to make into a perfume? Speakeasy. Okay. And I know you can't, correct me if I'm wrong, you can't take a candle scent and then that's your perfume scent just like that. You have to build it from the bottom up again to re, like with the same inspiration. Yeah. Well, so, okay. This is what's a little wild though. So the perfumer who created Speakeasy is Catherine Seleg. She's amazing. She just won a Fragrance Foundation Award, a CEW Award. She's a fantastic. Because she's a fine fragrance perfumer, when we first developed the Speakeasy, she gave me a bunch of samples that they were all little perfumes, little atomizers. It wasn't in a, in the format of a candle, so I was I had been wearing the Speakeasy for years, and I was like, man, this is good. This really could be a perfume. But when people started asking to create that into a perfume, that's when I was like, well, it actually started out more as a perfume. So you went back and revisited her original creation that was then changed to a candle formula. Went back to that, and that became the base of the perfume formula. Exactly. So are those, is that the one, like, because a couple you have, like, that the candle and the, there is a perfume with the same name, but those are, they pretty much smell similar. Yeah, the Speakeasy, the same fragrance profile for the most part. Got it. Yeah. Oh, oh, I can see why people would ask for it. That just, it's because they're complex room fragrances, like, they do smell, clearly, they were, it was from a fine fragrance, like a perfumer perfumer, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, makes sense to me. <laughs> so you, you did perfumes. What are people asking for now, or what do you want to do? Well, you know, we started doing design. And so I hired an illustrator to do some really cool illustrations of all of these iconic people like Langston Hughes and James Baldwin and Josephine Baker. And we created a series of journals. And this is under the Harlem Design Company. And yeah, we just launched them. (laughs) I know. It's like all things Harlem. So writing journals, you mean, right? Yeah. I think we sent you one. No, you didn't get it? I it's I have a box of things from you and it's lovely and I was like okay I'll get to this later I'm I'm, I'm sniffing things Terry okay well what, so you it's can a write writing journal notes. like blank note pages for yeah whoever wants to be the next Langston Hughes exactly and it's really it's they're really pretty yeah and it's gold I my approach for each one was to tell another story of the Harlem Renaissance that connects the candle. Because I feel like at this point, because I've become such a student of this era and I'm so in love with them and the spirit that I want to just keep going. And if I can do that a little bit with design, with fine fragrance, perfume and home fragrance, why not? Yeah. And it's like, here we are a hundred years later and you're just retelling their stories in their honor. And that's really cool. Yeah. It's fun. I, I feel really blessed to be able to do it. Well, before we do the Fat Mascara 5, I have to ask a little bit more about travel because I was like, there's no way I'm having Terry on the podcast <laughs> and not getting some travel tips from her because like, now I know you've been to 71 countries, so I have to ask. <laughs> you've been on the road. Did you ever get beauty treatments or services on the road, like when you were traveling? And are there, is there any good one that comes to mind? Best service you've had? Well, you have to remember when a lot of this travel, the, if the service wasn't free <laughs> with the trip, 
sometimes the best things in life are free. <laughs> okay. So when I was in the Dominican Republic, I had a in the river. It's this beautiful river. There's a waterfall in the background. I'm in the middle of it where it's very calm, a little elevated, and I got the most beautiful coffee scrub and massage. Wait, next to a waterfall? Yes. Like you were in a movie? Yes. That sounds fabulous. It was, yeah. What about in your travels? Would you ever shop for beauty, fragrance, things like that? I know you love fashion too. I was always bringing some little token of the place home. And I loved when they have these marketplaces where you can get a little sachet of lavender from that region. Because the lavender, depending on where you are in Croatia, it's different than it is in Italy. It's different than it is. It's so different. So I love markets and going to shop, especially the local vendors and local markets. So soaps, I love buying those beautiful sort of milled, French milled soaps. Those are also really great gifts. I love buying gifts. I love giving gifts, which is, I think, part of the reason. I mean, that is kind of why I started. And the gifts having significance and having meaning versus just, all right, I got to get you a birthday gift. Let me go online. No. Yeah. Well, now people can go to your company for gifts with some significance. It's very cool. Even the journals, it feels very gifty that it's all makes sense. Like the whole world of Terry is coming together. I'm (laughs) understanding it now. Yeah. And I love those soaps too. I never have the heart to use like a soap I've gotten from abroad. They just like, I put them in the sock drawer and things Mm -hmm. like and use them that way Mm -hmm. because I just like the heft of them. Yeah. A good good bricky (laughs) soap. so good. I want to get into those, but it's really, I mean, sourcing and trying to find a maker, a company that would be able to just do a limited or a small run. They don't want to touch it. They want to do like 5,000 minimum. Yeah. It might be something that if I were to do it overseas, it might be a lot easier. I don't doubt that you could figure this out if this is what you wanted to do. How quick, like your company and what you've built in the last couple of years. No, it's like, how many years have you? It's 2016 you started? 20, well, 2014. <gasps> so it's your 10th ten, birthday. No, it's not. You know what? <laughs> it, 2014 is when I started making them in my kitchen. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's when the really, seed was planted. Yeah. But I would say December of 2015 is when I launched the candle look and packaging and stuff that you can see today. Okay, got it. So not quite. I would say let's, we'll do an anniversary party. December of 2025. Putting it out there. Okay. Yeah. What are some of your other favorites? I'm assuming you're wearing your own fragrances and burning your own candles. And that's usually the first question I ask about mascara guests. But instead, I'm going to ask you, what about your skincare, your hair care? You've been on camera for years. You know how to put together a look. What are you using? Yeah. Oh, thank you. I, you know what? I'm not loyal to any one thing. So all it takes is for a friend who's like super into it to refer something or, oh yeah, we should go and to research biologique and get these facials. And then, so I did that and bought all these products. So that's what I'm using right now. But when that runs out, I'm going to be using something else. (laughs) And your skin can handle this, like you moving around, trying different things. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I never, I haven't really been into skincare and having a routine only until maybe like three years ago. Okay. I was just kind of using like, I mean, set up. That's fine. So like, it works. Okay. Listen, spoken like a person with good skin. It's fine. You're loud. <laughs> <laughs> Probably that's why you have good skin, let's be honest, because you didn't mess around with stuff. What about makeup? What do you like for makeup? So I love minted cosmetics. I use their foundation, 
their contour stick. I love Fenty for a contour stick as well. Good old MAC foundation. But honestly, if someone were to give me a gift bag and it had something else in it and I tried it, I'm like, ooh. I mean, I still use this stuff called Mixed Chicks that I got at a goodie bag in like 2009. I still use it. It's not the same jar. I hope you've replenished. No, 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 no. Oh my gosh. I'm, I go through that stuff. I was going to say, your hair product is less. No, no, no. No, no, no. But I got it. I got a little sample this big and I was like, oh, this is amazing. Wait, which It's product? called Mixed Chicks. And it, but they it's have for, more than one product. Oh, it's their leave-in conditioner. It's their leave-in okay, cream. It, it. It's this yellow yes. bottle with the leave. And when you have curly hair, it was like, as kids growing up, my sister and I, we were always mixing like pink oil moisturizer with a little bit of mousse. We were mixing, making our own little concoction for what was going to be great for our hair texture. And when this thing, this little sample, this big came around, I was like, this is it. I don't have to use anything else. So just use that. Okay. So you are loyal when it comes to the leave-in conditioner. Yeah. What I'm saying is if I get a sample and I try, because I I will try everything I get. If it is better than what I was using before, goodbye old, come on new. Okay, so nothing has yet to compare to the mixed chicks leaving for my hair. Yeah. <laughs> One other thing that I really love, I use Jordan Samuel eye cream, this eye gel. Oh, yeah. I love it. And I use I use it all over my face though. <laughs> I'm like, eye gel, mm-mm, face gel. I love that stuff. I feel like he'd be okay with that. He's yeah. been on the show. We can check in with him. It's very refreshing and like moisturizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very hydrating. So yeah, I really I forgot to mention that. I love that. I'm out of it, which is why it didn't come top of mind. So I need to re-up. What about <laughs> mascara? You can't leave without telling us about your mascara pick. Are you loyal in mascara? Uh, lately, I've just been doing eyelash extensions. What was that side for? Because, oh, because you don't wear it. Because The okay, name of me. the podcast is Fat Mascara, and here oh, I am yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with my little lashes. <laughs> no, you get, so you get the extensions? The individual ones. Okay. Yeah. How often do you go? Probably once every two months. Where do you go? There's a place called Bow Lash on the. They have a couple of locations, but I go to the one on the Upper West Side, mm-hmm. and yeah, they last. They're fine. And you just wake up and they look good. I don't cry. Get don't cry. You know, if you if you cr- like to cry, don't do it. Oh, because the adhesive starts to yeah. Yeah, or if you rub your eyes a lot, I just kind of stay away. And they keep up. Yeah. Anything else before we do the Fat Mascara 5? Any other products you want to shout out? You have a signature lip color? I, You know what? If I were to talk about any other perfume brands I love, Chris Collins, World of Chris Collins, he makes a really sexy scent. Lip color, I thought about putting on a red outfit and then putting on red lipstick because I love it when you and Jessica are like, red lips and then lips, oh, lipstick all over your teeth. I... I just don't know. I've never felt confident in red lipstick. Well, so I'm the red, yeah, she's not a red lip. Usually she brought it out for the holiday episode and lives to regret it. (laughs) But no, I get it. It's not for everyone. And uh, yeah, I get it. But I I like just pretty natural and neutral. What do you have on today? Do you remember? It's a, a Chanel lip liner by MAC. I think it's kind of one of those classic chestnut. Yeah. It's classic. It's classic. And then um, a Chanel lipstick that I got in a gift bag that's almost done. (laughs) 
I like your life, Terry. I feel like they're like gift bags. I'm into this. <laughs> just, they just came up a couple no. times. No, it's good. It was at a CEW event. So, you know, you're going home with some Oh, yeah, because you're now like as part of the industry. In fact, that's where I last ran into you, I think, was some industry event as a founder. Yeah, yeah of course. We all trade amongst and the founders trade amongst themselves. I get it. Oh, I'm so glad you could share your story. But you can't go yet because you have to do the Fat Mascara okay. 5, which every guest has to do. Specialized to you. First thing that comes to mind. What song best represents your company? You know, I'm going to say Blue Skies. You know that old song, like, Blue Skies, shining on me. I love that. That's Well, I love It's like so jazzy. It's so happy. It's so uplifting. It's from the era. And even on a day where things aren't going so great, I think about... Nothing but blue skies. Yeah. The sky is still blue. There might be clouds, but they will pass. Beautiful way to think <laughs> about things. Terry, what's the first perfume you ever wore that you remember? I really loved cologne. I mean, cologne is, is perfume, but probably sneaking on some like Fahrenheit that my cousin had. <laughs> okay. I like that one. If you could get coffee or a cocktail, your choice, with one person from history, just one, sorry, who would you choose? As much as I want to say Josephine Baker, I don't know if she would like me. <laughs> she didn't have very many female friends. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah. So no, let's be um, practical about this. Yeah, choice. Right, it's like, get this one I don't thing. want her to look don't at me like Josephine. <laughs> like, who do you think you are, girl? <laughs> I want someone who would actually like meeting me, Martin Luther King. Oh, yeah, Martin Luther King. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> What's your favorite snack? I love popcorn. I make, make it on own? the stove. I do just with a little olive oil, and then I put some salt mixed with a little bit of honey and butter. And I make my own little concoction. It's so good. And if I ever go to a movie, I bring my own. Yeah. That sounds like kettle cornish, like a little sweet, salty kind of vibe. Mm -hmm. Wait, you bring it to the... I do because I love eating popcorn, watching a movie, but I don't want movie popcorn because it's yeah. so... It's just... If I feel like I could taste the chemicals of the butter. I don't like... Oh, yeah. It's not real yeah. butter. Yeah. Yeah. So I just like... And I always get a stomach ache, one, because I eat way too much of it. And I get a stomach ache. So if I bring my own, then I'll be fine. You just bring a big purse and put some Ziploc in there. Yep. It's called a, <laughs> a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> no, then you get what you want. I, I'm into it. Okay, last question. Okay, let's say it's 11 a.m. on a Saturday, so it's your day off. What are you doing? If I do have a day off, which I don't usually, riding my bike. I live really close to Central Park. So riding the, that loop around Central Park especially in the fall or the spring when things are in bloom or when the fall foliage has started to show. I love it. I love it so much. Oh, that sounds like a lovely morning. Yeah. What a, what a scene you've set for us <laughs> with your fragrances, with your life. It's so fun getting to know you a little bit more. Thanks for coming on Fat Mascara. Thank you. This was so much fun. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. You'll 
know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.